We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to episode 48 of Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt, a World of Warships podcast. Episode 48, we're getting to near, nearly to the big 50 greenie. And Captain Green, how are you doing, brother? I am good. I'm... One moment. I need to yell at my roommate. No swear words. Oh, that, that beautiful, beautiful silence already straight from the get-go. Listen! I, I I can't say earmuffs this early on because I don't want you know to get the podcast to go on and immediately just to clamp you know so I I did I just chose to not activate my mic while I accosted my roommate. That's um, fair enough. How have you been, sir? I am working seven days a week. I have no free days. It is emotionally draining, mentally draining, physically draining. However, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Just this week, I spent $600 that I shouldn't have spent on tickets to visit my family in Germany. Oh, that's so pretty I'll cool. Be taking, I'll be taking two weeks out of school in March, March 13th. What, what international conflict do you plan to start this time? Because that's two from two, you've gone to Germany and it's been a global event. Yeah. Um, for those of you not involved or not in the know when it comes to the joke, the first time I left Germany... Uh, after visiting my family was uh, COVID, that when that started, and then I went last year to. Um, unfortunately, my 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 friend's wife, who's also my friend, um, uh, was in the hospital. Well, I I feel bad whenever I say it like that. Cause she's a wonderful person, and I don't just hey, she's my, my friend's wife. That just sounds like like I I have to know her or I have to mm. be nice to her. And she's a wonderful person. But she was in the hospital, so I went out uh, for a few weeks to hang out with the kids and, um, you know, chill out there. And then on the um, looks like someone's on green. He's knocking on his door. Sorry, I dorm life. Um, I was uh, leaving and. I kept telling everybody something's going to start in the Ukraine. And then uh, like two days before I started to leave is when the Ukrainian conflict started off. So uh, I don't know. Something's going to happen in March, I guess. So Greeny, the heartbringer of trouble. Yeah. Talk about but, trouble. What about this hardware, hardware stuff? I sent you some bits and pieces specifically reiterated what you needed and you told me certain diameters and i do believe you got measurements wrong okay so i'm gonna let everybody in on a secret whenever my mic used to proc you used to hear um sounded like a, a, a the air the water cleaner on a fish tank <laughs> what it actually was was my pc fans because they were double digits in uh, years old because I originally built my computer for $400, and I have not replaced those fans. So Griefer, being the, the wonderful person that he is, asked me if I wanted anything for Christmas. And I said, just, you know, four fans for a computer. That's all I want. And Griefer went above and beyond and got me four of these incredible noise-canceling rubber-mounted fans 
that are are mind-bogglingly quiet. Oh, they are good, aren't they? Oh, they're incredible. I don't even hear my computer on anymore. And me being the absolute Cro-Magnon that I am, just eyeballed the fans instead of measuring them. So I got four, I think, 120 millimeter fans, and the front needed uh, a 140. Yeah, 140s. So me being the ultimate ghettoizer of this computer because this thing's been through hell um for those of you who don't know I had, I had to build a custom water cooling loop for a 1060 short which there's a reason that doesn't exist but i got really drunk one day and i made it in my backyard with a sawzall and i had to put the radiator on the top case mount for the fan and i couldn't fit the fan and the radiator on the inside of the case so the radiator one on the inside of the case, and the fan one on the outside of the case. So I had a fan just literally hanging out outside of my computer case because I'm a smart individual. Um, That's why you've never heard of Greeny's custom PC builds. But, uh, yeah, there's many reasons. But um, with the front ones, I just secured the, the fans to the frame instead of securing them to the radiator. And I just got some errant bolts and bolted the radiator in place yep so she she works she runs she go but um yeah i I note to self in future 140s are needed the other thing i think i sent you a picture i have not properly de-dusted my computer in the like six years that i've had it so i took the back fan off and a massive pile of dust fell off onto the back And all of my friends looked at me and went, you are stupid. When have you dusted it out? And I was like, I'm supposed to do that? You are. Don't you even have like an air compressor at home or access to? They're they're the best for airing out your um, PC. At home, yes. But I never like took the fans off or like directly cleaned some of the interior fans. It's all good. Um, It's it's what life lifespan. Yeah. So uh, I've learned that lesson, and I can't have canned air in the dorms here because it's technically an aerosol, so I cannot have that because I go to school in a prison, and I can't have anything. Prison schooling. But talking about mm-hmm. prison schooling, we are joined by our, your, your predecessor, Captain Greeny. We are joined early on in 2023 by Bex. Greetings, Bex underscore 07. G'day, gentlemen. Good to be here once again. And uh, I wasn't really listening to that first section, but from what I gathered, uh, Grafer, you got Captain Green uh, an OnlyFans subscription? Was that what I meant? <laughs> yep. For Christmas? Yeah. Nice, a nice Taiwanese gentleman. I mean, lady. So. Oh, he wishes. He wishes. He who, wishes. who can tell? <laughs> so it's been a while, Bixie. What have you been up to, brother? Uh, what, personally? Um, uh Quite a lot. It has been a while, actually. I've, I've, uh, I've changed, uh, I've changed gears in my career in the last sort of six or seven months, and uh, I uh, have a little bit more downtime in my life now. Working a regular Monday to Friday, which is nice, having full weekends to myself, and the uh, the home renovations are uh, are going on with the with a plum. Um, just when I thought I'd finished, uh, I just see something else that I have to do, and I start doing that. Uh, much to my own demise, really. I'm. I've been painting all weekend, and, and I've just had a had a gutful. But um, but you know, I've I, I enjoy the end result, so uh, that's what I've been doing lately, and and obviously still uh, still kicking about in Wows, 
playing around with uh, with test ships and getting frustrated Fair by enough. submarines and CV captains. Oh, we all love submarines. Yes, well, I mean, it feels like every time I come on here, we just bitch about submarines. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been trying a little bit more, <laughs> been trying to be a little I bit am. more proactive about them. Speaking of submarines. I had an incident with a submarine earlier today that made me want to punch a hole in where, where did, my show, 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 show us in the ship um, diagram where the submarine touched you. So I was not pinged by a submarine. You were shotgunned. No. Are you, because you, the torpedoes turned and still tracked me after I, I cleared you, the, the ship behind you was pinged. Yeah, I, I've done nope. that a few times. It's pretty funny. Because I was up against an island. There was nothing that could have been pinged. The torpedoes I, I had repaired because I repaired a fire and an engine uh, on a destroyer, and the torpedoes still continued to um, track me. It'd be that sperm whale that got pinged just behind you. <laughs> it surfaced. Something right behind you must have yeah, been pinged. Your mother likes to come into battle with me. Hello! Ah, <laughs> uh, submarines. We'll touch upon that. Um, do you have any new food or beverages um, in South Australia where you live, Bexy? Any new beers that we should recommend to our foreign foreign guests here? So, I mean, obviously the uh, the whole IPA revolution, uh, we haven't escaped that. We've got lots of uh, that fruity-ass craft beer getting around in Adelaide. There's a place out here called uh, Prancing Pony, or Prancing Pony if you're a true Adelaidean, um, which... Uh, which do a very popular range of craft beers, some of which are quite lethal, like 8% alcohol. Um, in the, yeah, uh, in have the that for a six-pack after work. Oh, yeah, it'll knock the shit out of you. Um, but they're not good. Like, they're, they're very – I mean, I don't – look, I mean, I say they're not good. It's horribly subjective. Um, so I don't really like fragrant beer. Yeah. Um, and that's what they are. They're fragrant. So I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan. Cooper's is obviously the big – brand that everyone's familiar with it's from sa and and I, I don't mind a cooper's now and then but if you drink them with um in any kind of kind of excess you will certainly pay the price the next day whether that's the adelaide water talking i don't know um and uh as far as cuisine there's really not much that would be identified as um really Austra south australian cuisine except for maybe frog cakes uh, Wait, are you guys what? familiar with frog cake no no so frog cakes were um they're a little sponge cupcake type thing that uh, the Balfour's Bakery developed here, and they just became stupidly popular. If you Google frog cakes, you'll probably see them. Then. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm doing they, that right now. Hold on. My God, they look like um, really bad meme images for Discord. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, there is a bit of peppy about them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I've just literally just gotten a whole bunch of pictures of frog-themed birthday cakes. I think I need to do some more digging. Yeah, add South Australia to frog cakes in your search and you'll find them. Um, so, um, so yeah, and I guess the other thing that we're probably pretty well known for is the pie cart, which used to park out front of the casino for many, many years and do those very famous pie floaters, which is uh, for those un for the uninitiated, it is a uh, it is a meat pie, a square Balfour's mince pie floating in pea soup and drowned in tomato sauce. And oh, not gravy? No, I don't believe so. Um, and whilst it doesn't look particularly appetising, when you've had a skinful and lost all your money at the casino, it's the perfect remedy. As long as you can pay for it, then you go, oh, I'll pay you back next week, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, that is the extent of our uh, culinary delights. Although we do have something very special coming up in South Australia in, uh, what's the date today? It is 
is in Australia. It's the twenty second of January. Okay. So in about three weeks, we've got the Adelaide Fringe starting, oh. which is a which is a, a couple of months long um, entertainment festival. Which is some of it's okay, but some of it's so obtuse and obscure and on the fringe that they need shotguns put to them. I think most of it's really good, honestly. Um, there are some there are some really like questionable performances out there, but um, but most of it's really good, and and it does a lot for the city. Like the city really jumps jumps to life. Um, yeah. But, a bit like it used to uh, before the uh, Grand Prix was stolen from us by those bricks in Melbourne. What? Don't know what you're talking about. No, of course We not. love our Grand Prix. Our Grand Prix. Our Grand Prix. The Australian Grand Prix, based in the best city around in Melbourne. You just like it because you can say Grand Pricks. <laughs> hey, look. That's I, not what it's called. Hey, hey, I, I actually heard on a rumour that in the last last half a year in Adelaide, that they finally moved to Sunday trading. If you're, uh, if you're unaware, Greeny, that means that for most of Umbixi's adult life, none of the shops are allowed to trade on Sunday. Oh, well, they did with certain things, yeah. Like, there are, there are still things in Adelaide which are, which Sunday trading doesn't exist for like the car industry that I used to be in yeah you can't buy a you can't buy from a car dealer on a Sunday in SA still so certain things they still haven't caught up with eastern states what why it's just how it's been if you if you go live in western australia nothing was open on sundays until recently the liberal party tried to introduce a bill uh, about a year or two ago to enable sunday training and it and it just got absolutely smashed in the uh, in the vote, so people like people like to have personal and family time on the Sunday. How dare they? You can have personal and family time if you just uh, don't go shopping, and then you can have your personal family time. I don't, I don't understand why yeah. we have to close all businesses. Well, it's, I mean, food service and supermarkets and what have you are open, but it's, it's usually, it used to be, oddly enough, it used to be electronics retailers that were not permitted to open on Sundays. They are now, but um, it wasn't only, it was only a couple of years ago that they, you couldn't go into like a Harvey Norman and buy a computer on a Sunday. It's, it's really odd because that, that's generally when most people have a day off and it'd be very frustrating that one of the days off that you have if you worked Monday to Friday was a Sunday. That's, yeah, the, that's the main thing for me. Much. Like if, if I have two days off and it's the weekend, having to cram all of my stuff into one day is kind of seems counterproductive you know if i have both days available i can spread it out yeah. you know okay i can go to go to x and y on on saturday and a and b on sunday yeah. well, we're not even the worst at it though like if you go to perth their car dealers shut at one o'clock on a saturday <laughs> Green. corners are weird <laughs> no that's it that's only in um that's only in the backward states of Australia, like South Australia and Western Australia. Sorry, Sapper. One p. Who woke up and chose one p.m. to close the car dealerships? Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I got a, I got a, a big question, Bexy. I know you play still fairly frequently, and you still play a lot of the test boats, which we're not going to ask you about. But looking back at the last year, what are your thoughts? Of what the game or wargaming has done, good and bad. Ooh, um, I want to start with the good stuff. Okay. Uh, and and I look, I haven't prepared a list, so I'm going to sort of wing it. Um, 
frankly, there hasn't been a lot of good in the last 12 months. Oh, I've, I've got one good. I've got one good that I can throw in there. Okay, I'll, go on. Yeah. Uh, that they actually show the number of flags that you own when you go to the armory to purchase them. So that way you don't misclick or that way you know that you've got two of these flags and you know how much to buy. Okay, I'll grant you that one. That is that is good. That is a good uh, quality of life change. Um, I, I think most of the positive changes that I've seen in WoWs in the last 12 months, though, have been from certain mods that have come along um, yep. that have made, you know, like fitting of equipment to the ships and what have you a lot more convenient, yep. um, which, I, which I don't know why, you know, Wargaming don't implement into the game. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't have a lot of really positive... Uh, output. I mean, I, I, I sort of hoped there would be because, you know, there was the talk of the spotting changes with CVs and aircraft and fighters mm -hmm. and what have you. That never eventuated. Um, the, uh, of, I mean, not to bang on about it again, but obviously submarines, we all know, you know how they're not particularly great for the game. But, you know, I've... The silent, I've majority, to, the silent majority enjoys them. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the, real, the reality is that they're going to get... They're not going to be removed. No, they're um, not. So there's, they're not. there's no there's no point in um, in boycotting them. So Correct. I've I've been playing them a little bit, not a lot, but a little, and uh, and they're not terribly hard to master. I find. Um, so, um, but then again, there's a lot of people out there who make them look incredibly difficult to master. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and there are others that. Uh... I was watching a few clan mates earlier this week, and one of them was averaging in the tier ten um, US submarine over one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty thousand per game, and he was doing nothing yeah. special. Yep, it do be like that. It's just a matter of timing those pings and uh, and uh, waiting for the right shot, um, like you would with any surface ship. But you just get to do it with it with complete yeah. impunity, don't you? So nothing else really too bad other than the submarines in your on on your books. Uh, well, I don't like the introduction of uh, the hybrid U.S. battleships, um, especially considering there are still many, many, many more ships uh, that actually existed that could be introduced into the game. Oh yeah, we um, we, we touched upon this last week. Um, we we had right, the we we had the battleship line, and now we get the hybrids out of. I know they're trying to make it exciting rather than just having slight variations. These are very strong variations in thought process or design process. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do like, and I, and I know they get a lot of hate, but the um, the light cruisers, the Japanese light cruisers, yep. um, I don't mind them. Um, but then again, I am a Yubari enjoyer from way back, as you are aware. Special shout out to Sergeant Slaughter if he's listening. No, that, that's um, a, that's a Yahagi. Yahagi. Oh, sorry, I said Yabari, didn't I? Yahagi. Did. Yeah. Um, yes, and uh, and so yeah, I, I enjoy that sort of play style. I think they're um, I think they're pretty playable, and good players would do well with them, and poor players would do poorly. Yep. Um, and uh, but yeah, rate of fire and turret rotation is very comfortable, and those they've got fantastic torpedoes with actually decent torpedo angles. And the armor gear gets a bit trolly as you get up through like up into the 10 the armor arse in and just kiting they are really good kiting ships i wouldn't want yeah. to push in them but they're good for kiting yeah d terrific uh, kiting ships that's exactly what they're made to do um so um so yeah i, I don't mind them i think they're a, a pretty good introduction and again probably i mean i don't i'm not a naval historian but i imagine they're based on some sort of reality as well yep yeah um, so 
So that's yeah. Any anything that's based mm. in reality gets my tick of approval. Um, whereas mm. that you get by the the ship that's coming out now, um, which is that Sun Yat Sen, that Pan Asian monstrosity, um, that's just come into the game now. I think we can talk about it. NDA's lifted on that, isn't it? Um, uh, let me check. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure NDA's lifted on that. Um, <laughs> just, just just, on hold music. <laughs> well, I know, I know. PQ had a video about it, so uh, if he's put a gameplay video up, then it's got to be, uh, it's got to be off um, NDA. But that that thing, I mean, that's just a ridiculous ship. I mean, it's a Savetsky Soyuz with eight inch, six eighteen inch guns, so it's basically like a Georgia, but without the secondary power of a Georgia, or without the speed boost, um, with a massive freeboard. Um, not particularly accurate. Uh, I don't know. I just and and obviously no historical significance whatsoever. No, there, there is no historical significance for that one. Uh, so yeah, I think that's um, something like that's a bit of an abomination. But uh, what do you do? They're going to keep bringing this stuff in. And same thing with the you know the Pan Asian aircraft carrier. What was that based off of the um, the Saipan? The Saipan. Yeah. Yeah. I'd so. It's it's lip it's lip service to the to the Asian community, isn't it? Really, which just trying to involve you in the game, just like like the like the Brisbane HMAS Brisbane, um, it's just a monitor. Okay, they've changed a few things about it, and it's still under development, so NDA applies and what have you. But I mean, could you make less of an effort? No, yes, I, I think they could. <laughs> have you have you seen the South? Of, uh, look, I'm not go I'm not going to slander the South American tech tree line. Um, I haven't played oh, any of it. Oh, you mean the Worcester line? No, they've already made big changes. Um, they, they took away the HE, remember, and they were going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. AP only and the Super Heal, oh, the Repair Party 2 stuff. and So I'm glad I they're not bringing that... in a big HE. I, I, I think HE can be a bit of a problem in the game. Um, sorry, Go Green. Oh, I was just going to say, I, th I think that uh, Bex kind of hit the nail on the, Bex kind of hit the nail on the head there when it comes to um, premium ships and stuff coming in that are, uh, you know, actually historically based. If that yeah. makes sense, I think that that's really good for the game. But I think we're coming up towards the end of that kind of like in World of uh, Tanks where they started, uh, you know, going going into the waste bin as people call it when it comes to putting uh, tanks and new designs and stuff into the game. And some of them are just so strong. It's like, well, if these tanks were so good, then why ships are so good? Why didn't they come out on the drawing board kind of thing? Yeah. Well, it's down to a multitude of factors, but I think we're also just getting into the realm of rebadging proposed versions of ships and, uh, you know, stuff like there, that. There, there, is, there is nothing wrong with rebadging a ship. Um, I look at, look, look at the Admiral Hipper class. You had the Hippo, you had um, the Eugen, you had the Blue Shade. Like, the Eugen is different enough as a premium with the heel and a few other things. You could bring out the Blue Shade as a premium even, um, or a tech tree, but you could change the stats around. You could do things to make them different that aren't carbon copies. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, when it comes to a lot of the uh, designs in the upcoming South American or Pan South American, is that what it is? Pan American. Pan American cruisers, a lot pa of them. Are Pan Am. I have to watch the Pan games. Yeah, Pan Am. Yep, the Pan Am cruisers. <laughs> the um, a lot of these Pan Am cruisers are just 
other versions of Worcester or other proposed variants of Worcester. And it, it, well, that's like the Atlanta line in the Pan Asian light cruisers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Other versions of Atlanta. Without yeah. hydro as you eat torps. I, and, and stuff like that is a little, I, I'd say, scraping a little bit of the bottom of the barrel. And I'd like to get more of the uh, established classes and stuff in before we get stuff like this. But I also uh, see why, you know, when it, when it comes to coming out with a line for, uh, you know, a whole continent and stuff, you know, sometimes you got to pull some stuff out of your magic hat. Those uh, Pan Asian cruisers, Grifer. I mean, you do get hydro if you're willing to pay for it. Remember, the Dalian has it. Oh yeah, at, at tier nine. But um, though Greedy Greedy does love the Jinan, he is a um, he's a fan of the tier ten Jinan with the thirteen point five kilometer deep water torps with the, what the nine point eight detection. Become yes. one of the best DDs at tier ten. Yeah, they are I, nasty. I took it out in the brawl. And every time people would be like, wow, you're stupid. Yeah, you're playing a Jinan. And then I'd kill them with torpedoes and put a snarky comment into chat. Be like, ah, yes, I am bad, but you ate torpedoes. You know, the Jinan's great. Sejong, okay. Harbin's good. Don't lie. Uh, don't listen to Griefer. Uh, the Harbin, the, it depends on your matchmaking. If you constantly come up against tens with radar, it, it's a tougher boat to play. Oh, definitely, but you can say that with any tier eight. Oh. Look, we, we do. We, we stopped taking Grofer's opinion about boats when he said the Vallejo was good. So, yeah. hey, no, 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 it is good. I don't care, Bexy. It is good. I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've actually got a gripe that the, um, Wargaming put into um, this current patch or or something. I know this. I know this was last year, but it's a gripe that ticked me off when I was streaming yesterday. Um, I've seen a lot more super ships than I have lately. It's because I got this stupid super ship ch mission chain for 140 steel, 170 research bureau points times two, and some like 150 coal. Something so minute. But I am seeing super ship players who uh, haven't grasped the concept of the abilities of their vessels and whether they should sit broadside or those kind of things. And it is very frustrating having to for whatever reason they've decided to do these mission chains and where super ships were a week or two ago you, you got them now and then but they weren't in big numbers like you're getting four or five per game the other day and with this mission chain and it's just it's very frustrating mm. yeah i've, yeah, I've seen a lot of it. I, I i yeah i had to recently grind a tier nine uh yikes i'm saving my free xp Oh. Tier 9 is the new tier 7, really, isn't it? It is. It is. And, like, everyone goes, oh, tier 9 is so nice. You've played tier 7. But at the moment, um, super ships. I, I don't mind super ships. It, it's it's when you have a super CV that averages less than your submarine at tier 10. And if the submarine gets 14,000, he's in a super CV and he averages less damage. You hit your head against a wall. Oh, I thought yeah. of something that I do, some a change that I do like. What's that? I can't, I can't believe, it. and it's probably a controversial one. I like the battle pass because it um, it allows me to accumulate steel rather cheaply, uh, which I don't normally, I, I, I'm normally not able to do because, for one thing, I, I never have the determination to play ranked pass plus bronze because yeah. you know people, um, and uh, and I can't, I don't have the opportunity to play clan battles uh, that much. So um, 
So it's good to be able to actually sort of, I guess, reduce the ex exclusivity of that resource. Um, um, I, I, I agree. I was hesitant the way they were going to deploy the battle pass, but with their iterations, I've got no problems. I, I think it's a hit as well. Um, if you don't want to pay for it, you play the free to play. If you unlock the 40, 50 or 60 chains per patch, however they do it, and if you like the reward for the um, pay to, paid option, get it like last month we got um, 25 um, Santa economic things so you could uh, redeem for five mega containers like that that alone was cheaper than the 2500 doubloons you put in you you're going to get an extra 2800 steel as well it, it was a bargain mm, agreed so I, th yeah, I think the they've got that right really nice. I have a, think they got that one right So we've had a big patch drop this week, patch at 12.0, um, or they've called it the Lunar New Year patch. So we've had a lot of content, a lot of content to go through and discuss. I'll, I'll go through with what I probably think is the most important one here, ship removal. So the last four ships that are currently available for free XP are being removed from the game. Uh, these are available for free XP until patch 12.4 drops. So remember in patch 12.0, so this is going to be probably the first week of May, based upon calculations. Um, I could be incorrect. Now ships being removed are as follows. Hayete, 2 million free XP. Aegir, Zuma, Groningen, all 1 million free XP. These boats will be available for coal once they are removed as free XP ones. And this really is the death of free XP um, for boats. They're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're only going... Well, I know they're only going to be available in Research Bureau going forward in this way um, for free boats. Resetting for free XP. Thoughts on the death of um, the free XP boats, gentlemen? Yeah, it's kind of a shame really, isn't it? Um, but uh, not unexpected. Um... I think there's been a uh, a big shift in the way that uh, the resources that they're um, wanting people to use to to buy premiums or freemiums. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, even even things like the dockyard, um, the single booster pack, or the the small booster pack, whilst it was is technically enough to get you the the ship, the the missions get incrementally more time consuming. They um, do. They as do you, as you go along. So. Yeah, that last week or two of the dockyard event, if you've only got the the, the single boost, the small doubloon booster, you're going to be playing a lot of WoWs to get that done. Well, especially um, like, if, as you mentioned, the current dockyard, um, the base XP, 39 base XP for at least, unless you get a crack and it's going to be for two ship lines. It's going to take some players a fair bit of time. Yeah, and it used to be 40,000 base XP was the last stage of a, of a uh, unique upgrade, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, which was a, a hell of a grind in itself. <clears throat> So yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't really affect me so much because I've got all those ships. So I guess I, I don't really care that much. And and looking at that list, Hayate, Agir, Azuma, Gronigan, well, I think to myself, the only one in that list that I'd probably miss if I didn't have it would be Gronigan slash Friesland. I do particularly like that ship. Agir, I suppose, to some extent. I love Azuma that boat. Hayate, I, I haven't touched the Azuma Hayate in forever. The yep. best thing about the Hyate is the lacquer camo if you get it, but then even that's like 8,000 dubs. It's not cheap. No. Yeah, I, I think that this is a change that we all saw coming. 
Uh, we haven't gotten a new free XP ship in, in years, I think. Well, the last one was the Smelland, and that was only in there for about a month or two before it got a hard pull. And that was yep. like 2 million free XP. Yup. So, you know, they, they, we, we all kind of knew that they were going to push um, push players towards the armory more as opposed to free XP. Yep. They want to, you know, get, get coal, they want to get steel, they want to get RP. Uh, well, no. let, let, let's look at this. So these four boats, like I've got all these boats in my main, my alt, I've only got the A gear. Um, so I've got 2 million free XP on my alternate account. I would not get the Hayette for 2 million free XP. I'd probably get the Azuma and Groningen. If these are going to come out for coal, if, if we said 190 to 240 for the tier 9, or what do you think they'd go for coal? Like, um, because 2 million free XP converted to coal, I can't imagine the Hayette going for 296,000, like a black or something like that. I, it'd be the 220s for me. It's, it's an okay boat, hit tops it hard, but it's, it's nothing special. Um, I think the, I think the three tier nines are going to end up around two twenty, two thirty, like all the other tier nines. Say, Ayate, I think they might pump up uh, a little bit more. Might be uh, more like Bazan a little bit more. But, uh, would it be yeah. worth it? That that's the thing. At least the Bazan gives you something different with the um, a funny button, and um, it's it's a playable DD. Not that the Hayat is, and you can have good games with it. But um, if you are looking at purchasing these boats because you haven't got any of them or you've only got one or two i would go for the cheaper ones get as many of the one million free xps um the groningen a gear are two that i think if you can get them um, yeah definitely 100 percent on those two they're very good and then if, you, if you're looking for the coal because if you get the hay out there it's not going to be that much more expensive coal wise in any of these so you're better off getting the cheaper ones and then getting the hay out there for coal I seem to be accumulating a lot of coal lately too. Like I never, I, I, I always seem to have a target like that I was saving up my coal for in yep. the armory. And I just haven't had one in ages. And I'm like sitting on over half a million coal at the moment with nothing to spend it on but signal flags. It's, it's probably I was just going to say, Sorry, yeah. I, I forgot that coal was even a resource because I have a lot of the coal ships other than Trump or Trump. <laughs> but um, I ended up, I, yeah, I'm chilling at half a million coal too. It's it's interesting because once you if you're new to the game you're grinding for coal and the captains like we we've all got the captains but if if you're a new player you're going do I get um, Kuznetsov or one of the um, the pan European captain or the French captain or Cunningham for the Royal Navy um, or do I get a ship kind of thing for the coal but once you start accumulating them they they're, they're there it's not like they're bringing out enough coal ships that you constantly have the struggle. Yeah. Although I believe Brisbane will be coal, won't it? Yes, and I will be buying Brisbane. So out of those four, if you had enough for XP for one of the above, which one would you recommend and why? Um, uh, you go, Grinny. I, I was going to say Groningen or a gear. Um, I know that's one, but it, it, they're kind of interchangeable for me. Groningen and, and Friesland are still just absolute bully Tier 9 destroyers. Um, a lot of people are thrown off because they don't have the torp alpha. They can't or torps at all, rather not torp alpha. But you know they 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 can't zone. They can't scare people off with torpedoes. But um, that doesn't really matter when you're walking at something with like a two second reload. Yeah. Well, not a, not only that. If you and this is 
obviously not printed in the patch notes, but if you have a Groningen or a Friesland, you are guaranteed not to have a CV in your game. Mm -hmm. Do you know how accurate you are with that? I'll take out a Friesland or a Groningen. I've got to tell you, it I reckon I get CVs 1 in 10 when I take a Friesland out. It does my head in because it's such a good AA platform. Like it's Correct. better than a Halland. Yeah, they just noted Arconeria. I'll, I'll, I'll take a Mogador like, yeah, out and I'll get two tier eight CVs per team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but do I get? Do I ever get the double tier eight CVs when I'm in a Friesland? Nah, no way. Never going to happen. That, that that does make me laugh. But the Gron the Groningen and Agia probably yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Gents are the best picks that, of those ones. Yeah, with, with that hydro combination and like Greeny said, the rate of fire. It's just it's just an absolute bully when it comes to other DDs. Yeah. The gear is a very, very strong big cruiser at tier nine. Yep. Um, it, I, it's I, got some of the most accurate guns in the game. Like the Siegfried yep. only does better by nine meters. Like, and the Aegis got nine barrels, smaller caliber than the Siegfrieds, but they still clap um, cruisers and BBs. Yeah. Any any sort of broadside, you pump AP into it. The gear is going to give you good results. Uh, it's got good good internal armor. Great plating. 90 mil casemate uh, armor on the Agir, by the way. And that's pretty much down to the waterline. That's nuts. 190 belt, but that doesn't matter because it's half underwater. Oh, the Agir is just a, a another bully. I think we can all agree that we, we need more tier 9 premium German cruisers. <laughs> oh, yeah. De definitely. I was just thinking that. After what, the Schroeder? Schroeder, yeah, so it's three of them now. I'm, I'm just happy the uh, we haven't gotten any more Tulsa-esque boats. Oh, won't, won't even well, mention that. Um, do we dare talk about the Louisiana? Uh, no. I don't know what you're no. talking about. Well, I mean, I can't mention anything. I mean, the, the stats of the thing are public, so you can talk about it without actually saying what the gameplay is. Um, I don't own it, so I can't talk about it. Well, I'll tell you what I can. It's Obviously, it's an Iowa hull, but it's packing uh, 12 203s. Uh, so twin, uh, sorry, triple four-barrel 203-caliber, 203-millimeter uh, uh, artillery. So, and, and whilst they're... They're, it's probably more accurate to call them uh, buffalo guns than it is Des Moines guns, um, but um, you know, based on rate of fire and what have you. Um, but it's it's actually a interesting ship. You talking Louisiana or the Illinois? Did I say oh, which one? No, hang on. Maybe I got those two mixed up. The Illinois is It is, Ill is, what it is Illinois. About. Beg your pardon. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It is in testing still, so you know, you know. Changes of yes, and people will be aware of what Gunter has, so we're not breaking well, any rules with that. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, but people don't seem to be aware when I'm playing it, which is interesting. <laughs> it's probably because they see um, a BB and they're unaware of what it will have. Not everyone goes to Twitch or YouTube for their information, nor do they follow the news. They'll just happily play boats. But um, coming back to the free XP, over the journey from when free XP came out, what do you think was the best free XP boat? Because don't forget, we had Missouri, we had Masashi, we had Nelson, Nelson. we had Smellon. Nelson was 375000 for the longest of times. Bexy goes at Nelson. 
No, I don't. I, I'm not serious. I was joking. Easily the best one has got to be Masashi with a close second to Missouri. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Smalland is pretty nutty. Oh, no, but Masashi... Wasn't Masashi... Oh, yeah, was Moose, Masashi Moose. was 750 or did they up it to 1 million because 750... It was 750. They, I remember... Oh, everyone just grabbed it. It was so good. Yep. I have... Um, um, what was that uh, that Dunkirk um, scenario? Dynamo? Or Operation it, or Dynamo, or, yeah. Operation Dynamo. Man, I, I farmed so much free XP playing that uh, back in the day just so I could get Musashi. Such yeah, a I got, um, got my Musashi today. And nothing has, made me, removed, no, nothing has made me laugh more maniacally playing WoWs. Than double Masashi with a tier eight CV sniping the other tier eight CV. One of the, still still to this day one of the happiest moments of my life. Especially if the other CV, especially if the other CV isn't even aware that what you're doing, he sits there broadside to you as he tries to move off somewhere. Yep, brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah, no, best free XP. I, I've got to say the Masashi and Missouri have probably come up with some of the best they ever released for free XP. Um, Smelland as well. Um, Nelson, you yeah. can understand why they removed the boats for free XP. They were so good. The um, I think the thing that that if if we're narrowing it down to Musashi and uh, Missouri, I think something that might put Missouri above Musashi is just the the pure economic power that the Missouri has. If you were able to get it for a free XP. Um, yes, with the credit. That, that income, yeah, that income is ridiculous. I have one now. Yay! Do you, I got do you it have, this year at a Christmas crate. Nope, do I don't. You, I don't have the booster, so don't you, even ask me because I'm going to get upset. Oh, I don't I, have the booster. Can, I'll, I'll send you screenshots of my booster. Yeah, I don't want you to. I don't want to see your booster. <laughs> Everyone, I'm still happy to have it. But, uh, Everyone's, if, you've got, if you've got the original Missouri, send um, the credit bonus permission for it to Greeny. He'd love to see it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Please do that. It will definitely not negatively impact your uh, entrance into further giveaways. <laughs> those uh, those 2.3 million credit games are pretty handy, aren't they? Oh, they yeah. are. They are. Now, something else that came out this patch I thought was pretty cool. I was hoping for something. Look, I didn't get to test all other than knowing that we were going to get Dutch cruiser anti-submarine warfare. Um, so you find these changes under game balance changes. So... It's. I was hoping for an airstrike, but we got roll off, roll off depth charges for Dutch cruisers. Um, so it seems a bit weird that we're getting non airstrike ones for a heavy cruiser. Thoughts on the change? Well, we, we definitely needed ASW, but what do you think of the choice of ASW? Could we have done even something similar like we did for CVs and just give them automatic ASW? Because you know, between shooting guns, dodging. And already doing um, airstrikes with your planes. Could a could a could a surface ship player also do ASW? Maybe maybe they need an automatic. I mean, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, aiming reticle for depth charges. When I mean, seriously, how long is it going to take? It'll, you'll get. It'll be a mod for it. Someone will create a mod for it first. And then Wargaming will go. Wow, that's cool. Yoink. If only. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, long overdue, obviously, for the Dutch cruisers. It's ridiculous, but um, it's not alone. There's, there were other ships. Isn't Leone? Doesn't Leone have doesn't have one. I think a hot nick yeah. tier five. Look, they are tier five and six DDs that are premiums. Um, 
I can't remember. There's there's a few others I think that are missing ASW. Kisage is doesn't have ASW as a tier nine US battleship. Um, I completely forgot about that. Mm. I don't know about Isair or Tone then either, being some of the original hybrids. Why, yeah, why don't the hybrids get like automatic uh, ASW like CVs do? I mean, that'd be just fair, wouldn't it? Yeah. If the if <laughs> it's very very content, I actually think that's that's open ended the uh, can can of worms because I've seen some players drop their ASW and I think an automatic ASW would do a better job. You say doesn't have it, and I don't think Tony is going to have it neither. No, no. They're, they're strong vessels in their own right, but yeah, look, it's better than nothing. I'll, I'll say this: it's 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 something I've wanted. Dutch cruisers. How many times have you sat over a submarine and Dutch cruiser, and there's nothing you can do but hurl a nasty words at the vessel beneath your hull? I don't know. I don't play Dutch cruisers, <laughs> but yeah, not 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 being able to interact with a certain ship class is something I've I've always been against. Oh, you mean yeah. like CVs? Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> no, I just I think that it's stupid that subs are if subs are here to stay that some classes just don't get to interact with them or certain ships don't get to interact. The, with them. Their argument for that will probably be you'll have some ships that have no AA looking at the Asian core or some other vessels that have very weak AA as they go through the tiers. That's uh, that's like justifying a murder with a homicide. It really doesn't like it. it it's not. I don't think that it's just a, a sound bridge to stand on. Uh, you know, just don't disagree. Don't, don't disagree. It's just I, I can really see uh, those wheels spinning, or, or some ships don't have torpedoes and they're brawlers, and some do. The other. Well, yeah, but again, in that situation, the ships can still interact with each other. Well, you know, not, not, uh, if, not we, if you don't have AA. You can just dodge. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's the same recourse in a surface ship when you're interacting with the sub. You can see it coming if you've got your hydro, if you're lucky enough to have it. Um, there's nothing you can do but hurl potatoes at it, like the USS O'Bannon. Yes. Yes. Now, there is some game-changing news here that, I'm, that I know will excite Bexy. The Marlborough is getting a buff to the repair party consumable. That increases the restoration of damage from 50% to 60% on components of its hull. That, oh that's two buffs to the Marlborough recently Marlboro where the Sigma's, Sigma's getting a little bit improved, a little bit more hit points um, returned to a Bexy. Where do you stand on this change to one of your favourite Tier 9 um, dockyard vessels? Yep. Yeah, well, with this 10% buff, I'm now 10% more likely to play it. <laughs> Up from <There> zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wargaming, you just need to make it heal 100% of the damage back, and all Bexy will do is play Marlboro. The thing is such junk. I, I, and I, and I've got, I have got zero respect for anyone who says anything else. I'm sorry, you cannot find a redeeming feature about that fucking chip. I, I, can, I can. I'll give you one right now. I think that she looks very neat with the with the cool camo they gave you at the end of the dockyard. Tell, like tell, tell me your thoughts on the Tiger 59, Dixie. Well, it's funny, actually. You mentioned uh, about torpedoes a moment ago that some ships should have, and that's the one that just immediately... I, I wish I had a, two wrecks of three like, or something like that. Yeah, that's all it needs to make it 
actually decent. So, but at the moment, you got no one's got any fear about pushing a Tiger Fifty Nine whatsoever. Like DDs will push a Tiger Fifty Nine, but uh, but put torps on it and it could actually hold down the position. Eh, what do I know? Yeah, that would have been a good one, but no, it's it's good to see that um, the Marlborough is getting a bit of a buff. Um, there are a few other ships that get small buffs. I think um, Buffalo and a few others. So look, it's it's at least telling me that the, the the balance department is actually balancing. They're they're actively doing what they, they we told were told. Like for a long time, we never saw any changes to old tech tree ships. So we're seeing small changes here and there, and I, I actually think that's that's a good thing in the long run. We, we need more of them, but and it's never too late in my opinion for some of these boats. Yes, mm. and I think they're doing it right. Right, like small changes are better than like large ones. If they'd said they're increasing it from. 50 to 80 percent that'd be i mean as much as that still wouldn't make it a good ship i don't think it um it uh it's better that they do it incrementally yeah now we we got back a new game mode for whatever reason they decided to spend development time and rebadge it from dirigible derby maybe it's too hard to pronounce for some people but it's been rebadged as the airship escort thoughts in general on the game mode gents haven't played it because it's time locked fair enough I played it. It's very fun. I played it with uh, D-Square while he was blackout drunk. Um, so he's, he's not to, his normal state of mind. Yeah, we listened to uh, Where the Hood At on repeat, and we just ran around in Schlieffens. Oh, I... uh, so it, it was good fun. Um, it's just a fun game mode to mob around and, and be a little dink. You tried different things. Like I was doing it randomly the other day, and I bumped into Mr. Deacon. Um, he was in a two-man div and he invited me and, and like we I was running Des Moines like you go you know how you can see where the ships or the escorts are going to go so you put yourself on a map that intercepts it potentially or you torp down those lines it's it's a different gameplay um as DDs I've, I've enjoyed going south and just torping and spotting um we, we ran a three-man trump div and we just um made a Preussen and another BB cry because, like, he put out one or two fires and here's four fires ten seconds later. Um, it, it, it was a lot of lot of fun for the wrong reasons for mm -hmm. that. So I think it's, it's, it's been a good game mode. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. So um, it's tier 8 to 10. Previously, it was only tier 10. So if you are grinding a tier 8 or a tier 9, you don't want to play the cesspool that can be random at times just take them down to um airship escort unfortunately it is time gated as um bexy mentioned so yeah i only play it during the prime time hours um wargaming has changed the dockyard to include airship escorts so originally when it first came out for the first day you couldn't do it um any dockyard mission chains with it but now you can they even fixed the icon so now you know which your basics p4 um you get the community tokens for it so i i actually still think it's it's a good game mode is this something gents that you'd like to see in the game more frequently because it's probably been about november when was the last time we saw the derby was it even october well i mean i'd like to see an end to time locking on things like that i mean I, it just it beggars belief that in a game that's worldwide they have time locking uh, <laughs> their reply to that will probably you should play on the server that's not time locked but that's like that's the thing though like the 
the time lock affects us even if we play on Asia. Like it's not as bad on Asia with things like um, uh, the airship escort, but with clan battles it is. Oh so yeah, cl clan battles is terrible. Like I don't, I don't want to play clan battles yeah. starting at eleven o'clock at night. No, and uh, and yet people are going to say, well, that's your server. Well, mm, not really. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm not I, I'm not calling for an Australian server by no means because I know it'd be it'd have like six people on it. And I'd be up against Gray for every game. And then <laughs> no, no, it'd have five people. I, I, I'm happy to stay on their name. I, I look in regards to time locking. I really hope their cross-server matchmaking testing that they've been doing for lower tiers. We haven't heard anything on it. I haven't asked Wargaming um, for any information because they said it's still currently in testing. So I'm, I'm hoping they're getting the data that they need and that it's working without issue because. That that would solve so many um, issues or bones that I have with with like whole of ranked and all that. Imagine being able to come home, no matter where you are, um, Europe, NA, Asia, going day or night, whatever. I want to play ranked, and you just then go click on a different server that has it up and running, and you can still play from the NA server. That would be massive. I think that I I, I so. From my current position, you know, like where I am globally, I don't get all of these negative impacts that you guys get. Yep. But when I was in Germany last year, I got all of them because I'd wake up and by the time I got the kids out the door to school and I took care of all my chores and stuff that I, uh, you know, because I helped out around the house because, you know, I, I was living in my friend's house. I didn't want to, you know, be a pig. Um, it, it, it was like 11 a.m. there. And 11 a.m. there is like maintenance time for World of Warships. So mm. WoWs would immediately go down for maintenance. And then my classes would start and I wouldn't be able to, you know, chill or, or hang out or, or play any games or anything in the, in the morning there. So I, I definitely understand the frustration when it comes to time gating. And it's not like you could just transfer your account and say, I want to play EU for these 10 days. Like, um, changing yeah. your account's huge and they, they probably wouldn't do, do it for you within three months twice to want to go to EU one back to NA. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the thing that I, I agree with you. I, I really wish that we had a system kind of like War Thunders where you could opt into playing on certain servers and players could be pulled from certain servers yes. and stuff. I think that that would be incredible. Um because it it, it would take the, the vast pool of players that the game has worldwide and slam them all into one big uh you know bowl. No, I think that especially, be... especially for ranked, I wouldn't have to see um, Osnob being gold all the time because I'm planning to get back into gold um, this particular ranked season. Yeah. Dude, dude, I had three games in a row with Jerry Scary on my team this week. <laughs> How did your games go? Hey, we're all losses. What a surprise. Uh, airship Escort, tier 8 to 10, knowing what the game mode is where you're airship goes down a set path generally it gets close to the enemy path towards the end or through the middle um and one of your ships if you have a friendly ship in each circle you make your airship go quicker if you get into the enemy's red circle it will slow it down and stop it if you had a favorite boat to play for this game mode what would you pick and why ah schlieffen yes you get to correct Yep, you get to unga-bunga into things. I don't really see the downside of it. Um, I've been having a lot of fun playing with Incomp as well. And that's mainly because with Incomp, 
you can get close into you know 40k something and then be able to to angle out and uh you know not have to deal with the the, the return fire you're you're really able to kind of skate that line where i personally believe in comp is very fun to play yep um so in comp's another one up there uh for me i i've enjoyed taking out my des moines just looking at where the enemy's going to come pick an island that they've got to get close within 10ks and your dpm through there just murders things mm-hmm. um i i also will recommend cvs if you if you don't play cvs very often like me it's it's a good mode to get into to dodging flak and targeting stuff at tier 8 to 10 um give that a whirl if they're not your favorite boat to play yeah it's it's good to because I don't think stats track in airship mode. No, that, that, that's what I mean. That's why I recommend grind your tier 8 and 9 in this mode because you're still going to get XP. If, if you care about stats, some people do, um, or if you don't care, just play randoms. But it, it's it's a fun game mode. You can do derpy things and try things that you never would do in a random game. Yeah. Um, so it, it's something different. So that, that's why I say grind your tier 8 and 9 where you have them for that game mode. Yes. Now. I'm- Sorry, go. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm very much in agreement there. Bang it out, it don't matter. Yep. Now, we have something that's taken forever, it feels like. Japanese cruisers are finally here. In the tip tree, you can research them, you can free XP, you can play them in their full three months after their early access. Three months. Thoughts on the three-month release, gentlemen? Um, for me, this is too long. There, there is little to no interest from people to play this line now after three months. Yep, I'm, I'm very much in agreement. It's, it, it, it does. There's, there's nobody, you know, like waking up the day that these ships went live, and being like, oh boy, time to, time to get me a Yodo. Because oh, they, if they really wanted the Yodo, they just got the Yodo during the pre-release. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I, I think the three months, all the three months did was successfully uh, and handily kill off any interest anybody had in the line. I'd, well, I'd wager. Like, we're going to talk about the hybrids next, but like the Japanese cruisers are here and we're already on early access for the US hybrids. They only have, <laughs> have three boats. So I'd hate to see if that's a three month release for three boats. Uh, yeah. Well, you just jinxed it. So now it's going to be four months. No. Um, uh, I, I, there was for me when the when we had the event and we got the early access. I wasn't going to wail to the tier ten or any of those. I just did the bare minimum with the free stuff. I got up to the tier seven, but um, and I, I don't mind grinding things out. But I, I know why they've done the early access because they didn't want to see. Do you remember when like German cruisers came out? And every there was like um, twenty four Karlsruhe's at tier four as everyone tried to grind through the tier three four and five but i think they've gone too far the other way in giving people access to tier six seven and eight where they don't even know the boats and the three month is too long i'd say two months tops even only one month um if the boats are ready to go as a line um let, let, let people let people play them unless they're giving that three months exclusivity to people who whaled and bought the Yodo from day dot and that way, oh, look, you've spent dubs. No one else can have this for three months while you play with it. Um, if 
that's the case, I, I'd, I'd rather them say that and saying, look, they're all out up to tier nine, but you can only get the tier ten after three months. When if you've bought it, that's that like that's your pre-early purchase price. I think Wargaming missed a bit of a trick with the Japanese light cruisers in not releasing like a um, like a premium ship and calling it the Grogu and making it like a Mandalorian. <laughs> Um, yeah, because they're Agano, Gakazi, Omonu, Grogu. It fits. It works. I don't know. If the, I don't know. If the, ha, um, have a have a special uh, Yoda skin with like the Yoda ears on the on the on the uh, bridge or something. That would be pretty cool. If anyone likes doing their skins, um, Maple, if you're around, can we have a Yoda um, Yoda ship skin? He's gonna make it now. Can we we want we want ears coming out from the bridge of the Yoda. It has to be great. Uh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I I think that it just kills the anticipation for the line. It does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I I really wish it was like it used to be. I mean, I remember it's a long time ago now, but I think it was the German battleships when they first came yep. out. The low tiers were just full of Koenigs and. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, I, I I remember. And, you, and you, you took out your kamikaze you out, for days. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. It was just the best fun you could have in WoW. It was just like smashing all these German BBs with kamikaze Rs. I mean, it's it not was, much fun for them, of course, but <clears throat> it was always it was always funny to see the dudes like two days after the line came out, like, "Oh my god, he's already at the tier ten! Wow!" You know, I I thought that that was cool, and yeah, the 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 low to mid tier slog was always funny. Yeah, well, that like was back seven... in the days when free XP was hard to accumulate, wasn't it? It was, yeah, exactly. But um. Yeah, I, 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 I suppose I'd rather have that than nine month layout, and you just have something show up dead. Like the three month wait is a long time for me because there's the, these cruisers play well. It's not like they're super OP. Sometimes they get a little bit low on the damage side, but they play as they are. They're, they're okay. They're you know they're, you never they're not going to be something that you always take a first pick. But they are what they are. They're a little bit underwhelming at times, but. Th Look, if you get into a log game and your team doesn't die early and you can influence that game by doing damage, the Japanese cruisers are okay. Um, but for three months for an okay tech tree line, I, I think it's just too long. I'd love, again, I hope they shorten them. I would love to even remove it. I'd like to have one tech tree line where we just go open slather, everyone get to your tier ones and grind up to tier 10. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm very much in agreement there. Alrighty. US hybrids now <laughs> as we talked about release they're here for early release. Um as I as I've got in my notes here, please don't be three months for three ships. Um Nebraska tier eight is part of the premium battle pass. So if you're not gonna get the premium battle pass, um there are forty stages this month. If you got the premium you get the tech tree, the Nebraska, which is at tier eight as part of that battle pass. Otherwise you have to grind your Colorado, um and when the Nebraska comes out you can get it that way. Um thoughts on the line, gentlemen, as a US hybrid battle boats, like they're here, they're in the game. Well, what do you think? They're going to be welcome. They're here. They're queer. They're not welcome. No, they're definitely not welcome. Anything with aircraft on it is not welcome. Um, so, uh, so yeah, couldn't care less, honestly. Uh, what I, I think, I'll, I'll free XP through them if I have to, but I'll, I'll seldom play them unless I'm trolling someone. I think. Yep. What I think is, I think it's going to be 
another remember when the Kearsarge came out and you had like 19 Kearsarges in yep. every game at the back of the map? I think we're just going to get that again. Kearsarge um, is just a still a strong boat if the player plays them well. The planes every couple of minutes are a pain. Oh, definitely. But I just I just think that, again, we're, we're going to get a, a large influx of backline BBs who just, you know, harp on the planes. Well, what do you think about um, these kind of divs where you might get two Nebraskas at Tier 8 with the CV or two, heaven forbid, the Louisianas at Tier 10 and um, a CV as well? Constant spotting, constant aircraft, constant dots. I think you're just going to get reported. <laughs> well, you will get reported, but it's it's not fun for the enemy. And AA being what it is, um, you're not going to take down too many planes before they strike. The strike will come through. Yeah. Um, oh, triple Louisiana divs are going to happen. My, my my gripe with it is is that. There's no, there's no repercussions. If you you can lose your entire squad in in the two three minutes later three minutes I think, um, you, you can get these all your planes back up. You know, there's no, there's no repercussions. Do we need something? Do you remember in the old RTSCV days where if your ship was on fire you couldn't launch planes? I think stuff yeah, like well, that, that would be I interesting. Mean, that would be a welcome return. If, if as we, would. Uh, as would standard timing on damage controls for CVs. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, but uh, not only for CVs, I'm just talking about in hybrid um, vessels. If, if they were on fire, maybe they can't launch their squadrons. Um, that, 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 would be, that would stop the constant spam, potentially, of them. But then you'll have players that will sit behind islands and become a CV every three minutes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm afraid of. There's, there's obviously a fine line that needs to get walked here because you don't yeah. want to disable the planes so much that people just don't even play them, but you don't want to enable the planes to the point where people just go, ah, I am actually a CV with really, really good secondaries. You know? Um, you, you definitely got to find it and walk that line there. Yep. I did have a listener message me with um, a query, like where we talked about clan battles and we're saying it's rather stale, but they mentioned if... If two people in a clan decide to support wargaming and purchase uh, the Louisiana for 37,000 doubloons thereabouts, imagine the upcoming T10 clan battle season. If you had two Louisianas on the other team and your, say, cruisers and one DD or no DD, how how much of an impact would that be for people who, who aren't taking any AA boats, any def AA or things like that, with constant midway dive bombers every couple of minutes and BB cross shots. Yeah, well, I mean, the problem with clan battles is CV spotting, and uh, so it'll be back, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's not going to be a great deal of fun. I, I guess we'll start seeing people having to pair up again to combine AA so they can survive the drops. It's not going to be as bad as getting spammed by a, uh, by a Hakuru or a... Um, remember remember the FDR spotting? Oh, yeah, terrible. And just, yeah, invulnerable aeroplanes. Well, yeah, these, these planes will always be up every three minutes. Um, their planes are just going to recycle and be out there to spot. If you're in a DD, so if you're in a Kleb or something, or a Mars, so if, if, if they can drop you pretty well, um, it's, it's going to be hard to... You're going to have to kill these BBs early or some ships. You get, you just, it forces you to push into them quicker. You don't have the time to sit back because the longer 
you give hybrid ships more time, they're just going to use their resources to spot and farm you into the ground. I guess Wargaming would say that they're just going to ship ban them, so it's not a problem. Yeah, but it won't be available to everyone, so if it's only like five people using it, but if they're so effective, like, that, that's my issue. But we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Um, one maybe would not be too bad. If we see two <laughs> clan battles, that would be that would be pretty interesting. Well, we've got CVs yeah. in rank now, so I I mean, have, has, have they announced the next clan battles? There's going to be no CV yet? Yeah, they have, but hybrid ships don't count as CVs. They count as BBs or cruisers. Next clan battle is only a few weeks away. <laughs> it, it was like a two, two or three week cool down between clan battles, so it's kicking off again really soon. Why do I have a two-month season, two-and-a-half-month season? And then I get a two-week break. And then we have to go right back into the meat grinder. Why? Yes. Space! It's... Uh... <laughs> the main difference is being you might see Yodas or Louisianas in it. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same season. They haven't even announced ship bands. I haven't put clan battles into the agenda because I've got to wait for that information to come out. But, Greeny, good luck with your planning, brother. <laughs> Um, ranked battles. So we, we have, as we've mentioned earlier, ranked ranked season ten. It's upon us. Uh, radical change. <laughs> well, no real change to the rules. Bronze is tier six, which means CVs. Silver is tier eight, which means CVs. Gold is tier nine and ten for some odd reason, which means if you take a Friesland or Groningen, you'll never see a CV. Um, <laughs> Save a star is back for all leagues for one star only. Um, Gold League has um, one or two stars less to rank out as well, so they've reduced that number, which surprises me because now that you can save a star, it, it's easier than it was But when they didn't even have the save a star option. Um, thoughts, gentlemen? Like, you're happy that we've reverted back to the ranked sprints as we saw them uh, four or five seasons ago? Uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I don't play ranked. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I, the only thing that would keep me playing ranked longer than I do, like I, I play, I'll play rank, uh, bronze ranked until I get the three steel rewards, and yep. then I look at it and I have to win something like ten or twelve games to get to silver from there, and I'll just be like, eh, I can't be asked, you know, to get a shot at another what two thousand steel. I, there, yep. I think there needs to be more rewards getting to rank one. Other than camo and credits, well, um, what 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 rewards? I, I wouldn't say dubs or more steel or coal, but would would you take more combat flags or special economic bonuses? Like, well, probably the only thing that's going to keep me playing past those, you know, those first three steel rewards on bronze is more steel. Yeah, I I think steel is so easy to get now um, with like battle pass and everything else. Um, but look, if if ranked is the only thing you play, then yeah, I can understand why. You... Remind me, how much steel do you have? Two hundred seven thousand. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't give the warning. Earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> I can't swear anymore. Bex. Oh, greeny, greeny. Kudos, kudos, points to greeny for calling that one out. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even have, a, I don't even have any steel boats left to buy. 
It's like a millionaire telling you that the minimum wage is enough. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. Actually, oh Griefer, big, big, big steel man. I should, I should just call you Big Steel because it's you know all you have. You're like the military industrial complex when it comes to steel. I have twenty three thousand steel. What steel ship should I buy? I'm um, approaching that time. I would say for anyone who has never bought a steel boat, you're looking at your first one. I would, um, if they're removing one, potentially look at that. But currently, I'd get the Burgoyne first for anyone. That is I such a actually. Fun I already have the burger, the incomp, the mech, and the Stalin. So the Vallejo's <sighs> out. No, not Vallejo. I, I get the rag. I Ragnar or Plymouth then. Um, th those ones you can play extremely well solo. If um, Austin can be played well solo too, but it's better with uh, Smoke Buddy. Um, but Smoke is Yeah, crutch. that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Austin. Um, look, they're different, different enough boats. Um, if... People ask about the FDR when I stream, and I say, look, unless you're a CV enjoyer, don't, don't spend the steel on that. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not as good as it once was, like an MVR, Nakamov, Immelman, Malta. There are so many strong tier 10 boats that the FDR is not a must-have. The other thing that, uh, the other ship that initially caught my interest was Shikishima, but... I already have a Shatsuma, so why would I play Shikishima? Um, so that you way, you, that way you can go shoot at tier eights. That's fair, but no, I'd, I, I'd rather just again play Shatsuma and make tier tens regret thinking that they had armor. Um, that's why it's kind of between Ragnar, Plymouth, and Austin. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Well. For those steel ones, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go the Plymouth because it's got smoke and it's got radar, it's got torps. It's slow, but at, le at least it's got some tools in its, in its kit. I think it's got every tool in its kit. I think it has radar, hydro, smoke. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, it's got everything. Yep. Um, we're going to look at some of the Lunar New Year event stuff, but Bexy has to depart us at this stage. So I'm going to say thank you, Bexy, for joining us on this podcast this week. Appreciate the invite, to, and uh, don't forget to old mate Sapper. He uh, he should probably uh, get a chance to appear on the podcast. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm trying to work Sapper in um, in the next couple of weeks. So go, I've already reached out. We've we've been discussing, but um, haven't forgotten about Sapper. Sapper, your time will come soon enough, sir. All right. Well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. All right. Take Have care, a Pixie. wonderful evening, buddy. It's nice to hear from you. And um. We got a Lunar New Year event, a new commander for the Pan Asia tree, um, Commander Sa Zenbing. If I have um, mispronounced that, please DM Greeny with um, any pronunciation errors. What do you think of um, the enhanced skills and the talents for this commander, Greeny? I am trying to find the commander mission right now to get the commander. I don't see it in game here. Or is it not in game? Uh, no, it's not in game because you need containers. So you, you get one container that kicks it off. But, um, but I think from memory they start from the 25th of Jan to get the containers. So you get 23 containers for completing a special combat mission. That starts on the 25th of Jan. 10 containers in the battle pass. One container for logging into the game after the start of the event. 
two containers in the free daily random bundles. I got one of those and that's why it kicked it off for me. You can get six containers in the armory and these can be done for exchange for community, two for community tokens, two for free XP and two containers for credits. Now the number of containers apparently is sufficient to complete the collection. But the mission chain will only kick off on the 25th of January. Ah. So the enhanced skills for Sar Zenbing, um, he gets aircraft carriers. So these, these are the ones that are, if you select those captain skills, it will buff them. So improved engine boost. So it goes to 7.5 instead of 5%. Now currently there's only the Saipan clone from memory for the Pan-Asia CVs. Doesn't mean that there won't be a CV tech tree line one day. Um, battleships, you get emergency repair specialists, which gives you minus 4% to the cooldown. Of the DCP at repair party consumable instead of 3%. Vigilance is probably not a bad one here. 35% to torpedo acquisition range instead of the standard 25%. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, that's, that's actually okay. a pretty that's a pretty interesting set of battleship skills. Yeah, vigilance is always D handy. Vig vigilance DCP cooldown. God yep. bless. You know, you always want you always want um And that that these are only a, a one point for the emergency repair specialist and a two point skill for vigilance for BBs from memory. So they're they're not even costly ones to incorporate for the commander. Yeah, that's that's always good. You know. Cruisers and destroyers, so the consumable enhancement goes up to twelve point five percent for consumable action time instead of the standard ten percent. So that will if you've got um Cruiser or DD, that's for your smoke. Um, so that that is a pretty big change as well. Now the unique talents for commanders are SARS and Bing. The first one I think is huge. So we've we've now got this um, in-game achievement called Combat Scout. Um, so there's there's a new um, talent called High Alert. It activates once per battle upon earning Combat Scout. The um, this achievement, when you earn combat scale achievement, the, this will reduce the squadron prep time by 20% if you're running a CV. And if you're in a cruise of BB or DD, it's going to reduce the main battery gun reload time by 20%. That is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I've okay. got combat scaled a few times in Yu Yank and... Um, that's going to be huge. Your guns fire 20% times quicker. Um, the other good one is Torpedo Attack Expert. Activates once per battle upon hitting enemy ships with torpedoes. Six times will increase torpedo speed by 5%. And it reduces the torpedo reload booster consumable cooldown by 25%. And adds one charge to this uh, consumable. So that's pretty big for the... DD and cruiser line, I think that one, but you do have to hit with um, six torpedoes. So, bit by mid game to late game, if you're hitting that, that one's going to be coming quite handy. Yeah, something that I, I never really thought I'd run out of um, playing through the um, Pan Asian cruisers was uh, TRB. But I, I, it is so effective to just spin in a circle and vomit yep. torpedoes it, at something. It is. And then you pop your TRB and you do it again. Yep. And there's just nothing that survives if you can... Because you know, so deep water torps are so stealthy. It's not like a Sarchez where you only hit BBs and CVs. The cruiser ones and DDs for Pan-Asia will hit cruisers as well. Yeah. It's 0.8 km 
detect. That's 800 meters. It's nothing for uh, for cruisers. Now, this this last one, if you're in a BB for the proposed one, or if you've got the Bargy, um emergency supplies activates after every 1.5 million potential hit point damage earned and reduces consumable cooldown by 6.5%. So this is stackable. It doesn't say it's a one-off. So if you got 3 million potential damage, that would then be um, 13% that your consumables would cool down by. Um, uh, it's high. We see that with um, the French captain as well, 1.5, but it is achievable. Um, do, do you think... What do you think of that one, Greeny? I think that it is going to be... One of the more passive ones, but I still think that it's a good one because it's, you know, consumable cooldown reduction is always good to have. You're yeah. always going to want your all your stuff on deck in case, you know, something happens. Uh, so I think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be like one of the game breaking ones, uh, no. you know, like Kopnetsov. But <laughs> I, I think that, oh, you like that? No, um, I was going to say thoughts of the captain. Overall, very good. That yep. the, the torpedo. Uh, attack expert and that main gun thing are chef's kiss man oh they are uh, they're, they're, they're really geared for the dd i really think for those ones yeah i i think that you're really just going to get um just nothing but upsides from this um now th there will be as i mentioned uh, many ways well I mentioned how you can get the commander through the combat mission 23 containers, um, battle pass, and a few other ways to get the containers. Um, again, I would, if you're playing the game once or twice per day, get the captain. This would then save you 175,000 coal if you don't get the captain. Um, it, it, it's just a, it's in the game if you're playing it. It's easier to get it that way rather than try and then spend fine coal for him down the line. Yeah. Um, there was a new feature part of this. Um, haven't seen it work yet because the containers were not in the premium shop, but apparently when you go into your collections under your profile, um, there is, if you want to buy the premium containers, there's a button. I've seen the button in the collection where it lets you go to the armory to buy the premium containers, but because they're not available, I couldn't buy them. But there, there was that direct link now straight to the premium shop rather than hitting escape and going to your armory and looking for it now. If they can do that, I'm hoping that other quality of life things like uh, chat windows disappearing, messages disappearing, or the port. Does the port ever lag for you, Green? When you're just sitting in port, it just locks up. And I'm not even, like, trying to be a pedantic, whiny little baby boy. Like, I, I, I have a reasonable computer. I can run a lot of games and not have stability issues be that idling or be that you know running and gunning yep. and uh no there's times where my my wow's port it, it, it's like I, it just has a stroke yeah like, like i know people who've got like i've got a 3080 i've got my computer's two years old i maintain it i upgrade it it's got plenty of ram and like i'll move around my port when i'm streaming go to click battle and the port just freezes for five seconds i know several other people it happens frequently and I, I just don't get why the port freezes like is it a known issue um i, I should ask it, it's just something that i've just lived with but i wish that would be something that they would fix rather than doing a link from the collection to the armory yeah 
Uh, yep, Lunar New Year containers drop from the 25th of January for premium containers and uh, for the Armoury. You can obtain some premium boats from the freemium and premium Lunar New Year containers. If you already own the camouflage or the boat, you'll get doubloon compensation, but I think this is pretty bad. So if you own like the low yang and you pull a low yang from your freemium container, you'll only get 150 doubloons. If you got the low yang, now this is from the patch notes. I was reading this directly from the patch notes. So this is what it was when I wrote it up two days ago. If you get a premium container, get like a low yang and you already owned a low yang, you'll get 1500 doubloons. Thoughts on that, Greeny? I, I think that's pretty, pretty weird, to be honest. It's it's a little it's a little um, underwhelming, for lack of a better term. Um, however, something that I, I will say because I uh, while I was sitting here in port, I did end up buying some of the containers. Of the Luna U ones? Yes, yep. because you know I'm sitting here. I don't have a gambling problem. I'm here to help the podcast. So I got. By the way, buy me doubloons and I'll run some more tests. Um, but I got I, I had enough doubloons to get 13 crates. Yep. And I actually got a, a camo for the Fenyang. I got a camo for the Loyang. I got the Silly Wangy bird camo. I got the Irian bird camo. That's not too bad for 13 crates. No, and do you own those boats? I, I had someone complain that they got a few crates. They got a camo for the Silly Wangy, but they don't own the Silly Wangy, and they found yeah, that very... Yeah, I, I own all those boats. So I, I, I was able to, to slap them on immediately, and I'm just looking at them in port, and they look very nice. But yeah, I, I definitely see... I can understand the frustration of, you know, buying a crate. You know, maybe you have the Fenyang and, and not the, the Silly Wangy, and you get the Silly Wangy camo. I definitely understand the frustration there. I think that for the price of the crates and for the benefits that a camo brings, I think that you should only be able to get camos for ships that you have. Yeah, and Journey Blood. to the West container does that too. On my alt, I was wrapped to get a perma camo, and it was for the turpits, and I didn't own the turpits. It's like, come on. Yeah, I think that that's something that, that could be changed, but um, I just don't have that issue because I have... All of the ships. You have so, all the boats now, Captain Greeny. Greeny's a while. Yes. I got the Heisen uh, the day before Christmas crates went away. So I have them all now. Yep. Um, I'm going to mention something. Um, Prime Gaming, if you have Amazon Prime and you have linked your um, Pro Amazon Prime to your Wargaming, don't forget to pick up your um, Prime Loot. It's available now. You get a chance of, um, there is a small chance of getting the new um, Pan-Asian BB is part of that drop. So don't waste it. <laughs> you could be one of the lucky few people that get it. So why not? It's not going to cost you anything. Yes. Um, it's always good to use those and, and uh, take advantage of all that Prime Gaming. Uh, let's face it. Our Lord and Savior, Amazon, is, is giving us many good things. Um, you know, it's hard to not have an Amazon account in this day and age. Yep. And so, you know, other than watching shit on Prime Video, uh, stuff, stuff on Prime Video. Hey, I, I watch uh, more Paramount via Prime than I do anything else. 
I just watched the I just watched the Grand Tour in Top Gear on repeat. To be entirely honest with you, but I'm a, I'm a simple animal. I'll be but yeah, if you have an Amazon about. account, you just link it with your wargaming account, and you get free crates and stuff yep. every once in a while. I've gotten an Alabama out of it. I got an Ashitak out of it. You 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 can get boats out of them. You can get good rewards out of them, which is something that I've uh, always greatly appreciated. You can, and the drop rates were released on the news article. So it's a one percent drop for the Pan Asia Tier Nine battleship, the Sunyatsen. It's a one point five percent drop for the Tier Eight Japanese battleship, the Ki, and it's a two percent drop for the German Tier Seven cruiser, the Weimar. Um, they all come with the ports like three-point commanders. Otherwise, it's a 30% drop for five days of premium. Uh, 30% drop for three rare bonus containers. So that will be the blue economic ones. Or you get a 35.5% drop for 10,000 coal. And I know there'll be some people that'll be rooting for that. But look, there, there will be people that will buy get the boat, you know. That, that all up, 4.5% to get a boat. It's... It's not terrible. Like, if, if, if you got a boat, I'm sure you'd be very happy. So don't forget to collect your Prime gaming loot if you do have Prime. Yes. Now, we're moving on to our Tier 8 boat winner. We've had multiple entries. All the, all the entries I've seen have had the correct answers. Greeny, were, were you happy with the entrance? In the, we've got to have actually a, a good number of entrants. Yes, I'm chilling right now on 17 en entrance ECCs, so I'm I'm happy to run with that. Um, it's good to hear people reaching out. I did get one person who answered the question incorrectly. Um, no. The yeah, I know the uh, the judge 2017 uh, actually <laughs> reached out, and for some every time he's DM'd me to answer a question, <laughs> it's just been a repeat of the first question. Ooh. <laughs> so he just said the Iowa has eight boilers. So I'm sorry you got the question incorrect. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. Oh, Judge. What a shame. Uh, what a shame. You, you're excluded. But, but Greeny, who will our winner be for this competition? I have a random numbers generator. I have a Google spreadsheet that I made with all of the entrances, and I have a generate button to click. So... We get some, uh, you know, drum roll in here. Da 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 Dogeness or dogness? Dogness. I think he DM'd you. Alrighty. Um, but congratulations, you have won a tier eight ship. I will. I will. I will DM them. Podcast is released and congratulate them. Yay! And of course, um, if you were the lucky winner, you get to pick any tier eight boat or lesser. Or if you want dubs, we can come to an agreement. Um, or even if you want a tank in World of Tanks, um, winners can be from EU, NA, or the Asia server. Yes. So there we go. Congratulations. Buy a good ship. Um, if it comes back and you bought a Tiger 59, I'm banning oh, you from the podcast. Please, please, please buy a Tiger 59. No, stop. Greeny, Greeny, also, he, Greeny owns a Tiger 59 because he says he has every boat in the game. So next time Greeny I streams, do. make sure you get him to play some Tiger 59 action. Also, don't get the FR25. The leaderboard for it is very easy, and I want to leaderboard it. 
The FR twenty five is actually being fun. I've got to say. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad ship. It's just not a good ship. No, but when when you realise what it has and how poor it is, or what not poor, what what its strengths are, you can actually have a lot of good fun with her. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, some people have leaderboarded her quite nice. There's someone who's well over three thousand um, PR per game in her. Yeah, that's why I want to minimize the amount of competition I have. There's only thirty people on the leaderboard, though, Greeny. You know, you're going to be yeah, the but top I don't want to be. I don't want to be thirty-first. You know, <laughs> I don't think you can beat a PR of twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> can you get less than twenty-six? Oh now I want to try. <laughs> Mission oh. accomplished. I have leaderboarded the FR25, the PR of three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the FR25, it, I don't think it had the reception they may have wanted, but I, I've played it. I, I actually do enjoy it um, playing it now, so I've got no issues with her. She's not a great boat, but um, again, if you play it to her strengths, she can be a fun boat at times. Now I want to make another account and buy an FR25 and get like 3 PR on it and leaderboard. <laughs> I think You're a bad good. man, Greeny. You're a bad man. What do you man. mean? Doing that to a poor DD. What has that DD done to you? Have you played it? It's the FR25. I only have to do another 23 games to get onto the leaderboard. I've only done 7 games on it. But damage has been pretty good. Yeah, the um, I mean, it has the French 130s or 139, so you know, it's it's pretty good. I, I still reckon if it got French saturation on the hull, she'd actually be quite nice to play. Oh, it'd be ridiculous, it'd be re absolutely redonkulous if it got French saturation. It would, it would. Um, talking of French saturation, we're moving into the history section for this week, and um, I do believe that you have or you were going to do some research for technology in World War II, and um, have you selected a nation and uh, what you want to discuss about, sir? I didn't, no. because I know, I know. I'll I know, you're working, I know you're working a fair bit nowadays, sir. I was going to say, I'm up to like five days a week now of work class, and I uh, there was a, a stint in the uh, middle of the week where I was simply not alive because the cafeteria at my school put out uh, raw chicken. Oh, and nice. You don't I, like raw chicken? And I ate it, and I, earmuffs, I shat myself for four days. My body would not get that out of my system. Look, it was look, terrible. Celebrities pay big money to do that to lose kilogram before an event. How many kilograms did you lose? Or pounds? Uh... uh it was terrible. Everything I ate just went through me. Sorry to hear that, uh, brother. Sorry to hear that. But but yeah, so I, I have not been a uh, hundred percent. Your, uh, your, di your digestive system hasn't had been had much luck of like you've had this, you've had the, the COVID the chuck ups. Like you must be a slimmer, newer you every week. I I actually am down weight still. I'm still Noise. a tubby piece of stubby piece, tubby oh, no. piece of shit. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still working on my weight. I will, I will help with that. I will send you some Tim Tams next month or two to, to help uh, recuperate you in your chicken dilemmas. I'm actually saving all my weight for when I go to Germany so I can eat Donner kebabs. Oh, lamb. Oh, yeah. Lamb. Yup. Or pork. Yup. 
any they know me by name at that restaurant i'm going to go nuts there you're gonna go visit your favorite bakery while you're there yes i will <laughs> nice nice awesome. cheesy nice cheesy bread Ooh. Oh, that is awesome all right i will um well, we will try and reconvene to the history section next week um apologies then two weeks in a row but um it is what it is um and then I must say congratulations again to our tier eight winner. Um, if you do have any feedback, do drop myself or Captain Green a DM in Discord, or you've got the ship scalper email. We're always open uh, to discussions and feedback. Unless it's positive feedback, then send that only to Captain Green. I actually, I, I st- I'm starting to get people recognizing me in games and saying, "Wow, you." You're really smart when it comes to the podcast. And then I have to look at that and be like, I have an IQ of six. I just uh, parrot what smart people say. But it's, it is it is genuinely very nice to, to get. It is. It, it is very nice when people always say hello. Great podcast. So I do appreciate that. Yes. So for those out there that have enjoyed it, thank you for listening in this week. Do take care and enjoy the patch. It's been, from my opinion, it's been a good patch and it's been a welcome one. And we'll chat with you next week. Yes.